turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Look at a very familiar portion of scripture tonight. The story of the Good Samaritan. And uh, we'll look at it, I guess, probably from a little bit different viewpoint tonight. But I felt God leading me in this direction. And so we're going to do what he says. Amen. Luke chapter 10. And we'll begin reading in verse number 30. The Bible says there, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and the same thing passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Jesus having a conversation with a man who came and asked him, uh, Who is my neighbor? And Jesus gave him this parable of the Good Samaritan as a story and as a picture of how he should be a neighbor and, and how he should treat people. And tonight we're going to look at this from a different viewpoint and look at it from the viewpoint of seeing God's compassion for those who are hurting. And tonight I've titled the message, A God Who Looks for the Wounded. I believe that every Christian can see God's compassion for the hurting by looking at some observations that we'll see out of this text. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to help us. Father, we give this part of the service to You. And God, realizing that... Nothing gets done in this service, Lord, if we do it ourselves. God, if I do the preaching, Lord, in my own power, God, it's not going to work. And God, I need you right now, and I ask you for your help. I ask you, Lord, that you would have your will and way in this preaching time. Lord, may it be a time of encouragement and a time of help for all who hear it. And God, will thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Have you ever been wounded? And maybe something comes to your mind when I ask you that question. Something maybe, maybe a physical wound of some kind, maybe uh, a spiritual wound, or maybe you've got wounds that, that fall under some under other area of life. I remember one time I was playing basketball, and I, anything I do, basically, especially sports-related, I go at it full force. And I was running down the court and fixing to to drive close to the basket and, and lay it up, and a guy stepped in front of me to, to try to stop me, and I jumped as high as I could. My knees hit him about shoulder length, and I went head first over him into a concrete floor and ended up, and with this kind of haircut, you can see where I used to have the stitches in, uh, in the front of my head, playing basketball, being wounded. We all can go back to things like that. I was in a car accident when I was in high school in which I got about 10 stitches from that, flipped a car, and or was in a car that flipped. I wasn't driving. But uh, we all look back at those at times, and you can think about maybe some time in your life when you got hurt or you got wounded in some way. But tonight, we're, we're going to move in a little bit different direction. 
You know, uh, we honor those in our society. Who, that we honor those who've been wounded in battle for our country. We honor them with the Purple Heart. We sympathize when we see on the news those in other countries who are wounded in fighting. It gives us a bad feeling whenever we cause someone else to hurt. Something inside of us wants to help those who are wounded and those who are hurting. In the text, we read the story of a wounded man. He had left from Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is the place of peace. The name Jerusalem means peace. Jerusalem is the place of peace. He had left Jerusalem and was going, and the Bible says he was going down to Jericho. He was going down to Jericho. It's a distance of about 22 miles. We're told Jericho is, the name means attraction. A place of attraction, a place of drawing, a place that looks good. And he was headed from the place of peace to a place that had attracted him. And on the way down, he was wounded. Some walked by and for their own reasons, they chose not to help him. However, a Samaritan who had more reason than anyone else not to help, because of the way Samaritans were looked at in Bible days, they were looked at as, as lower than anything else in the world. They were the lowest of the low. This man, more than anybody else, had no, had no reason to stop. He had every reason to pass by this wounded man laying on the side of the road. But instead, he stopped by and he helped this wounded man. The Good Samaritan is a type of Christ who goes about looking for the wounded and the hurting in order that he might help them. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, I don't have these verses on the screen, but it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus speaking, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus is somebody who goes about looking for the wounded. Many times we as Christians, we leave the place of peace, which in our case would not be the city of Jerusalem, but in our case would be the will of God. Now it may be that we depart from the will of God for an extended period of time. It may be that we depart from the will of God for a moment of our day. But many times we leave the place of peace for our lives, which is the will of God for our lives. Because of some attraction or some temptation that Satan puts in our pathway. Never do we do that and not find ourselves wounded and hurting because of that choice. We, I, there's never been a time in my life when I've stepped away from God that I didn't have some kind of consequence for it. You cannot step away from God for any length of time and expect things to still go well for you because they don't. I'm glad tonight that I serve a God who really does look for the wounded. A God who goes about looking for those who are hurting. A God who goes about looking for those who are down and out. A God who goes about looking for those who are hurting and wounded in life. And He goes about looking for them in order that He might help them. And we'll, I'll call your attention tonight to a few things out of this passage. First of all, we see the man's condition. The condition that this man was in is found in verse number 30. Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. This man was in a very sorry state. He had no way of helping himself, and he had no hope for getting out of his condition. There are many times that we find ourselves in that same situation. We've done something, and, and, or, or maybe, maybe even not even our own selves doing it. Maybe sometimes that wound or that hurt comes from somebody else, or comes from circumstances in life. But either way, we find ourselves in a place sometimes much like this man on the side of the road of life, wounded and hurting. And this man's laying there. 
This man, thieves, had come about and thieves had stripped him of his raiment. Thieves had taken everything that he had and they had wounded him, leaving him, the Bible says, half dead. It's interesting that the term thief is used here. It's used in another passage of Scripture in the book of John, chapter 10, where the Bible says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And Jesus was, of course, talking about Satan, who is the greatest thief of them all. And he comes to us and he tries to steal things from us. And if he can get something from you, then he wounds you. If he can get something from me, then he wounds me and he hurts me. And when you and I are wounded in the road of life and we cannot get up, then we are of no effectiveness for Christ and Satan has accomplished what he wants to do. And that is keep you and I from being effective for God. But we serve a God who looks for the wounded. The man's condition. First of all, we see that he was down. The Bible says that he fell among thieves. They, they, left, they left him on the side of the road. He was down on the side of the road. Going, if you go the way of the world and you get away from the place of peace, the will of God for your life, and you step away from that and you go down to some place that is attracting you away from God, you're always going to go down. That's never an upward direction away from God. It always makes you fall. Anytime we decide to leave the will of God and go in the direction of the world, it is a downward direction. But not only was this man down, he was also damaged. He was also hurting. The Bible used the terms thieves and talks about they stripped him and they wounded him. You will lose if you go away from God. You will lose if you decide to step away from God's will even for just a moment of your day. You will lose. No one ever wins while they're going down. We will never leave the will of God and be better for it. Anytime you and I decide to step away from God and we find ourselves on the road of life and we get away from God, anytime we do that, we're not going to be the better for it. It's going to cost us some things. I'm applying this in that way tonight. But as I said, wounds come from many different directions in life. Wounded, wounded people are everywhere. Tonight, there's some in this room that are wounded and hurting. Tonight, there's some in this room who somebody has hurt you. Somebody has wounded you. Maybe, in the, maybe two days ago, maybe 20 years ago, but somebody's hurt you in life. Maybe a circumstance in your, circumstance in your life has wounded you or hurt you. Maybe there's something else that has wounded you or that has hurt you. Maybe, you've, maybe you've, you're hurting tonight because of your own choice away from God. But either way, whenever we're wounded, we find ourselves going down. We find ourselves damaged. And thirdly, this man was dying. The Bible says they left him half dead. He's on his way out. He's, he's dying. And when we step away from God, our joy dies, our peace dies, our happiness dies, and our Christian life begins to die when we go outside of the will of God. And sometimes, even when those wounds and those hurts do not come because of our own doing, there are still times when we find ourselves on the road of life because of, we're wounded and we can't seem to get out of that ditch and we can't seem to get up from that condition and we're wounded and hurting. Maybe even you've been able to cover up those wounds Maybe you've been able to hide that pain and nobody knows about it. But still, spiritually, you're on the side of the road because you've been wounded. The condition of this man brings to mind the story of another man in Scripture in the book of Mark chapter 5, a man who we know as the Gadarene demoniac. The Bible describes him as a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. He just broke them. 
fetters are broken in pieces. Neither can any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. The condition of the wounded. A man who was hurting until Jesus sailed up in a boat and made a difference in his life. And he did make a difference. The Bible says the men of the city came and they saw him later and they saw him clothed and in his right mind. All because Jesus passed by. I'm glad tonight I serve a God who's out looking for the wounded. You see, God's not a God who's up in heaven tonight and when you and I are hurting, he leaves us to deal with it ourselves. We serve a God who is active in our lives. We serve a God who's out among the highways and the hedges of life. And we serve a God who's walking the road of life and he's looking for the wounded so that he can go to them and bind up their wounds and help them get back to the place they need to be. The man's condition. Are you wounded tonight? Don't give up hope. God is still a God who's looking for the wounded. Not only do we see the man's condition, but secondly, we see what I call the missing compassion. The Bible says in verses 31 and 32, And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and he passed by on the other side. Not everyone is going to care about a wounded man. You would think that other Christians would rush to your aid when you were hurting, but it's not always like that. These were the religious leaders who passed by him, and yet they did not stop. Why didn't they stop? The thought comes to mind. If these guys were the religious leaders of the day, and we're talking about a Levi, we're talking about a priest, we're talking about guys who were looked up to in the Jewish community, why is it they didn't stop and talk to this man? Why is it they didn't stop and help this man who's wounded on the side of the road? Why didn't they do it? And the bus scripture does not tell us. But I was thinking about it and came up with some reasons that may have been why they didn't stop. Maybe it was because, first of all, their direction was wrong. If you'll notice, they're traveling the same way. Where was he going? He was going down. He had left the place of peace, was headed towards the attraction of the world. And these guys were headed the same direction. I think a lot of times we don't have compassion on others because we've got so many problems to deal with ourselves. And it's sometimes easy to lose sight of the fact that we can help others. We do not know why they were going to Jericho, but we can draw a conclusion that they were not going to minister or they would have stopped to help this man. No one going down is going to care if you're down too. Not only was their direction wrong, but I think their desire was wrong. People today sometimes have, no, have lost the desire to help somebody who's wounded. Some of that can be traced to the society in which we live, but much of it is because people just do not care. And although this is not a major problem here at this church, this church is one of the most compassionate churches I've ever been around. And when people are hurting in this church, people rush to their aid, and it's a wonderful thing. Just cautioning you tonight, don't ever let the compassion go missing like these religious leaders did. Not only was their direction wrong and their desire was wrong, but I think their decision was wrong. They decided to get away as far as possible because they had their own lives to live. And like I said, many times we are so busy, wrapped up in ourselves, that we fail to help the wounded that God puts in our pathway. Just a word of caution tonight. Don't ever let the compassion go missing out of your life. 
When you see somebody hurting, help them out. Even if you're hurting yourself, even if you can't seem to get out of the ditch yourself, even if you seem to be going the same way and it seems you seem to be going down like, like this guy was, if you can, help people. Don't forget that's what Christ came to this world to do. And God is out there looking for the wounded and you and I need to be doing the same exact thing. A God who looks for the wounded. There's a story in the book of Matthew chapter 18 about a servant who could not forgive. The Bible says there was a certain king which would take account of his servants and one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant fell down and worshipped his king, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But look what happens. The same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. Now, we're talking the difference between 10,000 talents and 100 pence, which is the difference between like a million dollars and $10. It's a huge difference, not even comparable. But the Bible says he went out and found somebody, owed him 100 pence, and he laid hands on him, and he took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And the Bible says he would not, but he went and cast him into prison, Till he should pay the debt. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. A servant who was forgiven much would not forgive. Tonight, if I asked you if you could ever forgive somebody else as much as God has forgiven you, all of us would have to say, there's no way God's forgiven me of too much. And God, because God has forgiven us of so much, let us decide that we're never going to lose the compassion for others because God loves us so much. Don't ever let the compassion go missing out of your life as we see in this story. We see the man's condition. We see the missing compassion. Do you have compassion on those who are hurting? We cannot expect compassion if we're not willing to show compassion. But let me move on to the third point because that's the best one. We see this story. We see the man's condition. And so many people today are in the same condition. They're down. They're damaged. They're dying. Church members, outside of the church, everywhere you go, people are hurting. People are wounded. Tonight, there's some sitting in this room that are hurting and wounded. And you almost cannot even hear what I'm saying because the wound is so great. And we started talking about hurting. We started talking about being wounded and something came to your mind and it's occupied your mind the whole time. Wounded, hurting people. Not everybody's going to rush to your aid. But there is somebody who is out looking for the wounded. And we see thirdly, the marvelous care. Look in verse number 33. 
The Bible says, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. What a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he went to him and he bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. The Samaritan, again a type of the Savior, came where he was and he went to him. Aren't you glad tonight for those times when the Savior comes to you whenever you need him the most? A God who looks for the wounded. A God who steps past all the religiosity and all the, 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 the formality of church. And a God who steps past all of that and says, I'll get out there in the ditch with those who are hurting and those who are wounded. And I'll get out there and I will help them. I'm not serving a God who does not care tonight. I'm serving a God who is out looking for the wounded. Amen. Thank God for that. A God who's out looking for the wounded. Some things that this man provided for this uh, for the wounded man is a, is a type of what God has provided for us. First of all, he provided a touch. It says he bound up his wounds. This man walks over to a man who's bleeding, laying in the ditch on the side of the road, has been beaten, has been stripped, has been wounded, and he walks over and he, he touches him. He starts binding up his wounds. He takes some material off of the animal that he's riding, maybe, and he, or some, maybe he's got some material in those saddlebags, and he takes that, that material and he begins to bind up the man's wounds, begins to bandage where he's hurting. I'm glad for the blessed night when God touched my life. I'm glad that God continues to touch me. He touched me. He touched me. Oh, yes, He touched me. And all oh, the joy that floods my soul, something happened, and now I know He touched me and made me whole. The old story, I don't know if I can remember all of it or not, but the story that's told in song about the violin, it says it was battered and scarred, and the auctioneer felt it was hardly worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. It sure isn't much, but it's all we've got left. I guess we ought to sell it too. Now, who'll start the bid on this old violin? Just one more and we'll be through. And then he called out one dollar, one dollar, who'll give me two, two dollars, who'll make it three? $3 twice, and that's a good price. Who's got a bid for me? Raise up your hands and don't wait any longer. The auction's about to end. I would say the story goes that a man comes up from the back of the room, takes that violin, tunes it up a little bit, and he takes the bow, and he begins to play. He plays out a melody, the song says, pure and sweet, sweet as the angels sing. And the music stopped. The auctioneer with a voice that was quiet and low said, now what am I bid for this old violin? And he held it up with a bow. The song comes in, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, now that's a good price. And somebody calls out and says, what made the difference minutes ago you were one, two, three dollars. Now it's one thousand, two thousand, three thousand. The auctioneer stops and he says with a smile, it was the touch of the master's hand. My life's not worth much except for the fact that one blessed night the Lord Jesus Christ touched my life and made something. And you can say the same thing. And you know what? I'm glad his touch does not end whenever we get saved. I'm glad whenever we're wounded in the Christian life, I'm glad we can still feel the touch of the Savior. 
coming by and binding up our wounds and helping us. Are you wounded tonight? There's a God who's here tonight, and he's looking for you. And he wants you to know he's willing to touch you. Maybe nobody else is willing to. Maybe everybody else seems to have passed by. But there's a God who's out looking for the wounded. He provided a touch. Secondly, he provided treatment. The Bible says he poured in oil and wine. Oil in the Bible is a type of the Holy Spirit. The wine that he's talking about, they used it as antiseptic and different things, but it was a type of happiness. Happiness does not come unless the Holy Spirit is present. But when the Holy Spirit is present, he always brings happiness. And this man provides some treatment. And whenever you and I are wounded in the road of life, God walks by and he restores happiness where there was no happiness. And he gives us the power of the Spirit to go on. He provides treatment for us. He helps us out with our wounds. He's there to take care of us, to, take, to use the medicine of the Holy Spirit and bring happiness back to our lives. Not only did he provide a touch and he provided treatment, but he provided some transportation too. The Bible says that he put him on his own beast. Took him down the road to the end. The thought came to mind. God has the means to get you back to where you were. God has the means to transport you from the place where you are wounded to the place where you can get help. He provided a touch. He provided treatment. He provided transportation. Then he provided a treasury. Verse 35, the Bible says, And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. You know what he was saying? I will pick up the tab for any future needs as well. And you know what God's saying to us tonight? It doesn't matter what you need tomorrow, what you need next week, what you need next month, what you need next year. I'll pick up the tab for all of your future needs. And every time you're wounded, I'll be there to help you and provide a touch and provide treatment and provide transportation. And I'll provide a treasury. I'll give you everything you need the rest of your life. It doesn't matter how many times you get wounded. It doesn't matter how many times you get hurt. It does not matter how many times somebody offends you, somebody hurts you somebody wounds you there's a God walking in the road beside you and he's looking for the wounded and he's not going to pass you by he's going to be right there with you and he's going to be a help to you I'm glad tonight I serve a God who looks for the wounded amen a God who's out looking for the wounded I thought about how God has taken care of me I thought about just you, know, you ever sit down and, and really do what the song says, start counting your blessings. And thinking about just how good God's been to you. I mean, everything, everything that we have is nothing but the grace of God. We don't deserve one single thing that we have. If we got what we deserve, we'd drop into hell forever. But I'm glad there's a God who's out looking for the wounded. And I'm glad He's there to walk by us whenever we're hurting, to bind up our wounds, to give us the medicine that we need, to get us back to where we were, and He'll give us the assurance that He's going to take care of our future needs as well. I'm glad we serve a God who looks for the wounded. Are you wounded tonight? Christ has come your way, and He wants to help you. You say, well, that doesn't apply to me tonight. It will. Sometime you'll get wounded. You say, I'm not hurting tonight. I'm not wounded tonight. It'll come. Because we all go through times. And the devil 
blindsides us and takes stuff from us. And we find ourselves lying by the side of the road, hurting, wounded. People pass by and they look and they say, I don't want any part of that. Maybe your wound is a failure that everybody knows about and they're still passing by you. There's one who's not going to pass by. Maybe your wound is a sin that you can't get over with, can't get over, a habit you can't break, a mistake you made. Maybe your wound is a problem in your family. Maybe your wound is a financial problem. Maybe your wound is a physical problem. I don't know tonight. But I know we all have wounds. And I know tonight there's some good news. God is out looking for the wounded. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Let them come and begin playing something on the instruments. What about it tonight? Are you wounded? Are you hurting tonight? We all have those times. Just because nobody seems to understand, sometimes it gets frustrating, and sometimes you think, but nobody even cares. But even when you think nobody cares, Humanly speaking, there's still a God out looking for the wounded. How many of you tonight, you'd raise your hand and say, Brother Aaron, you applied to me tonight, and I'm glad there's a God who's out looking for me. Would you slip your hand up? All over the building, seeing hands going up. Thank you, you can put them down. How many of you, you'd just say, I want to raise my hand, and by doing so, I'm just thanking God that he is a God who looks for the wounded. How many of you slip your hand up? I just thanking God for that tonight. Amen. We're going to come in just a moment. If you're wounded tonight, there's a God who's walking by your way. Tonight, he can help you. You can come down to this altar, and you can pray, and you can find the God who's looking for you tonight. Maybe you're not in a wounded position and you just want to come and say, God, thank you. Maybe there's a time that you remember you being wounded and you know God come by your way. Why don't you come down and thank him for it tonight? Maybe you're here tonight and you're facing, you, you think you might be facing one in the future. And you just want to say, God, thank you that you're going to be there for me in the future. We're going to pray for those on our prayer list as we come. But as I pray, how many of you find a place in the altar saying, God, thank you that you're out looking for the wounded. Come on, church, let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. And God, you've been so good to us. You are a God who looks for the wounded. Thank you for that tonight, Lord. We ask you that you'd help us now in this invitation. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together all over the building. How many of you right now, you'd come and find a place in this altar. God, thank you that you're a God who looks for the wounded. Come on, right now.
Let's incorporate our prayer list into this. Let's pray for those that are, that are on the sheet tonight. Let's pray for the tallies. Let's pray for Mike Andrews and Crossroads Baptist in Waynesboro. Let's pray for Alex Paget and Barbara Davis who are in the hospital. Let's pray and let's ask God to help those who are hurting. Let's pray that God will help us to be a compassionate people for those that are hurting. While they play, let's pray. If you're in the audience, you may be seated. Lord, help us, please, to be a compassionate people. Help us, Lord, to care about those who are hurting. And God, I pray that you would help us when we're hurting, God. You've just stressed this truth to me today. Thank you that you don't pass by whenever we're hurting. Thank you that you don't do that, God. Thank you that you are out looking for the wounded. Those who are hurting tonight. God, there's some in this auditorium and I don't know everybody here and don't know everybody's situation. But God, you do tonight. And somewhere, somebody needs you. Somebody needs that touch. Somebody needs that medicine. Somebody needs some help getting back to where they were. Somebody needs the assurance that you're going to be there with them in the future. Somebody needs that tonight, God. I ask you to help them, please. To look up and see a God who's looking for the wounded. Thank you for your compassion on us. Tonight, Lord, we pray for the tallies that you'd bless them and help them meet their needs, Lord. They're coming home on furlough. Give them safety. Give them a great time here in the States. And Lord, a time of refreshing. And God, may they pick up any more support that they need. And God bless their ministry. And I pray for the Crossroads Baptist Church in Waynesboro. God, I pray that you bless Brother Mike and bless the church there. We do pray for Alex. God, thank you for what you've done in his life. Continue to help him, please. We pray for Barbara that you'd be with her and help her. For those, Lord, who've lost a loved one this week, we ask you to help them. Be a comfort to them, God. It's a wounded time. Thank you that you're there for us every time we need you. In your name we pray. Amen. If you had a good time in the house of the Lord tonight, say amen. Let's all stand. We'll be dismissed. Is there any other announcements or anything that I need to know about that anybody needs to tell me? Don't forget Sunday, Relative Sunday. Find somebody. Drag somebody in off the street. Do something. Get somebody here on Sunday. And if you've got family, we're placing a special emphasis on that. Brother Bob Darty will be here preaching on Sunday. Don't want to miss that. The Wisdoms will be here singing. Uh, you, won't find, you won't find any better music, but you won't find any better people than the Wisdoms. I've had a chance to be around them a little bit, and they're not somebody who comes in and expecting uh, all of us to rejoice with them and them not do some rejoicing with us. They'll have a good time while they're here, and you'll enjoy them, and we're looking forward to Monday. Don't forget the chest of Joe Ash a week from Sunday. Pray for the preacher. Be coming back in town on Friday, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back again on the Lord's Day. Amen. Good night.
turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Look at a very familiar portion of scripture tonight. The story of the Good Samaritan. And uh, we'll look at it, I guess, probably from a little bit different viewpoint tonight. But I felt God leading me in this direction. And so we're going to do what he says. Amen. Luke chapter 10. And we'll begin reading in verse number 30. The Bible says there, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and the same thing passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. Jesus having a conversation with a man who came and asked him, uh, Who is my neighbor? And Jesus gave him this parable of the Good Samaritan as a story and as a picture of how he should be a neighbor and, and how he should treat people. And tonight we're going to look at this from a different viewpoint and look at it from the viewpoint of seeing God's compassion for those who are hurting. And tonight I've titled the message, A God Who Looks for the Wounded. I believe that every Christian can see God's compassion for the hurting by looking at some observations that we'll see out of this text. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask Him to help us. Father, we give this part of the service to You. And God, realizing that... Nothing gets done in this service, Lord, if we do it ourselves. God, if I do the preaching, Lord, in my own power, God, it's not going to work. And God, I need you right now, and I ask you for your help. I ask you, Lord, that you would have your will and way in this preaching time. Lord, may it be a time of encouragement and a time of help for all who hear it. And God, will thank you for that. In your name we pray. Amen. Have you ever been wounded? And maybe something comes to your mind when I ask you that question. Something maybe, maybe a physical wound of some kind, maybe uh, a spiritual wound, or maybe you've got wounds that, that fall under some other area of life. I remember one time I was playing basketball, and I, anything I do, basically, especially sports-related, I go at it full force. And I was running down the court and fixing to to drive close to the basket and, and lay it up, and a guy stepped in front of me to, to try to stop me, and I jumped as high as I could. My knees hit him about shoulder length, and I went head first over him into a concrete floor and ended up, and with this kind of haircut, you can see where I used to have the stitches in, uh, in the front of my head, playing basketball, being wounded. We all can go back to things like that. I was in a car accident when I was in high school in which I got about 10 stitches from that, flipped a car, and or was in a car that flipped. I wasn't driving. But uh, we all look back at those at times, and you can think about maybe some time in your life when you got hurt or you got wounded in some way. But tonight, we're, we're going to move in a little bit different direction. 
You know, uh, we honor those in our society. Who, that we honor those who've been wounded in battle for our country. We honor them with the Purple Heart. We sympathize when we see on the news those in other countries who are wounded in fighting. It gives us a bad feeling whenever we cause someone else to hurt. Something inside of us wants to help those who are wounded and those who are hurting. In the text, we read the story of a wounded man. He had left from Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is the place of peace. The name Jerusalem means peace. Jerusalem is the place of peace. He had left Jerusalem and was going, and the Bible says he was going down to Jericho. He was going down to Jericho. It was a distance of about 22 miles. We're told Jericho is, the name means attraction. A place of attraction, a place of drawing, a place that looks good. And he was headed from the place of peace to a place that had attracted him. And on the way down, he was wounded. Some walked by and for their own reasons, they chose not to help him. However, a Samaritan who had more reason than anyone else not to help, because of the way Samaritans were looked at in Bible days, they were looked at as, as lower than anything else in the world. They were the lowest of the low. This man, more than anybody else, had no, had no reason to stop. He had every reason to pass by this wounded man laying on the side of the road. But instead, he stopped by and he helped this wounded man. The Good Samaritan is a type of Christ who goes about looking for the wounded and the hurting in order that he might help them. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 and 19, I don't have these verses on the screen, but it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus speaking, because He hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus is somebody who goes about looking for the wounded. Many times we as Christians, we leave the place of peace which in our case would not be the city of Jerusalem, but in our case would be the will of God. Now, it may be that we depart from the will of God for an extended period of time. It may be that we depart from the will of God for a moment of our day. But many times we leave the place of peace for our lives, which is the will of God for our lives, because of some attraction or some temptation that Satan puts in our pathway. Never do we do that and not find ourselves wounded and hurting because of that choice. We, I, there's never been a time in my life when I've stepped away from God that I didn't have some kind of consequence for it. You cannot step away from God for any length of time and expect things to still go well for you because they don't. I'm glad tonight that I serve a God who really does look for the wounded. A God who goes about looking for those who are hurting. A God who goes about looking for those who are down and out. A God who goes about looking for those who are hurting and wounded in life. And he goes about looking for them in order that he might help them. And we'll, I'll call your attention tonight to a few things out of this passage. First of all, we see the man's condition. The condition that this man was in is found in verse number 30. Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. This man was in a very sorry state. He had no way of helping himself, and he had no hope for getting out of his condition. There are many times that we find ourselves in that same situation. We've done something, and, or, or maybe, maybe even not even our own selves doing it. Maybe sometimes that wound or that hurt comes from somebody else or comes from circumstances in life. But either way, we find ourselves in a place sometimes, much like this man, on the side of the road of life, wounded and hurting. And this man's laying there. 
This man, thieves, had come about and thieves had stripped him of his raiment. Thieves had taken everything that he had and they had wounded him, leaving him, the Bible says, half dead. It's interesting that the term thief is used here. It's used in another passage of Scripture in the book of John, chapter 10, where the Bible says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. And Jesus was, of course, talking about Satan, who's the greatest thief of them all. And he comes to us and he tries to steal things from us. And if he can get something from you, then he wounds you. If he can get something from me, then he wounds me and he hurts me. And when you and I are wounded in the road of life, and we cannot get up, then we are of no effectiveness for Christ, and Satan has accomplished what he wants to do. And that is keep you and I from being effective for God. But we serve a God who looks for the wounded. The man's condition, first of all, we see that he was down. The Bible says that he fell among thieves. They, they, left, they left him on the side of the road. He was down on the side of the road. Going, if you go the way of the world and you get away from the place of peace, the will of God for your life, and you step away from that and you go down to some place that is attracting you away from God, you're always going to go down. That's never an upward direction away from God. It always makes you fall. Anytime we decide to leave the will of God and go in the direction of the world, it is a downward direction. But not only was this man down, he was also damaged. He was also hurting. The Bible used the term thieves and talks about they stripped him and they wounded him. You will lose if you go away from God. You will lose if you decide to step away from God's will. Even for just a moment of your day, you will lose. No one ever wins while they're going down. We will never leave the will of God and be better for it. Anytime you and I decide to step away from God and we find ourselves on the road of life and we get away from God, anytime we do that, we're not going to be the better for it. It's going to cost us some things. I'm applying this in that way tonight. But as I said, wounds come from many different directions in life. Wounded, wounded people are everywhere. Tonight, there's some in this room that are wounded and hurting. Tonight, there's some in this room who somebody has hurt you. Somebody has wounded you. Maybe, in the, maybe two days ago, maybe 20 years ago, but somebody's hurt you in life. Maybe a circumstance in your, circumstance in your life has wounded you or hurt you. Maybe there's something else that has wounded you or that has hurt you. Maybe, you've, maybe you've, you're hurting tonight because of your own choice away from God. But either way, whenever we're wounded, we find ourselves going down. We find ourselves damaged. And thirdly, this man was dying. The Bible says they left him half dead. He's on his way out. He's, he's dying. And when we step away from God, our joy dies, our peace dies, our happiness dies, and our Christian life begins to die when we go outside of the will of God. And sometimes, even when those wounds and those hurts do not come because of our own doing, there are still times when we find ourselves on the road of life because of, we're wounded and we can't seem to get out of that ditch and we can't seem to get up from that condition and we're wounded and hurting. Maybe even you've been able to cover up those wounds. Maybe you've been able to hide that pain and nobody knows about it. But still, spiritually, you're on the side of the road because you've been wounded. The condition of this man brings to mind the story of another man in Scripture in the book of Mark chapter 5, a man who we know as the Gadarene demoniac. The Bible describes him as a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because he had often been bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him. He just broke them. 
fetters are broken in pieces. Neither can any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. The condition of the wounded. A man who was hurting until Jesus sailed up in a boat and made a difference in his life. And he did make a difference. The Bible says the men of the city came and they saw him later and they saw him clothed and in his right mind. All because Jesus passed by. I'm glad tonight I serve a God who's out looking for the wounded. You see, God's not a God who's up in heaven tonight and when you and I are hurting, he leaves us to deal with it ourselves. We serve a God who is active in our lives. We serve a God who's out among the highways and the hedges of life. And we serve a God who's walking the road of life and he's looking for the wounded so that he can go to them and bind up their wounds and help them get back to the place they need to be. The man's condition. Are you wounded tonight? Don't give up hope. God is still a God who's looking for the wounded. Not only do we see the man's condition, but secondly, we see what I call the missing compassion. The Bible says in verses 31 and 32, And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him, and he passed by on the other side. Not everyone is going to care about a wounded man. You would think that other Christians would rush to your aid when you were hurting, but it's not always like that. These were the religious leaders who passed by him, and yet they did not stop. Why didn't they stop? The thought comes to mind. If these guys were the religious leaders of the day, and we're talking about a Levite, we're talking about a priest, we're talking about guys who were looked up to in the Jewish community, why is it they didn't stop and talk to this man? Why is it they didn't stop and help this man who's wounded on the side of the road? Why didn't they do it? The bus scripture does not tell us. But I was thinking about it and came up with some reasons that may have been why they didn't stop. Maybe it was because, first of all, their direction was wrong. If you'll notice, they're traveling the same way. Where was he going? He was going down. He had left the place of peace, was headed towards the attraction of the world. And these guys were headed the same direction. I think a lot of times we don't have compassion on others because we've got so many problems to deal with ourselves. And it's sometimes easy to lose sight of the fact that we can help others. We do not know why they were going to Jericho, but we can draw a conclusion that they were not going to minister or they would have stopped to help this man. No one going down is going to care if you're down too. Not only was their direction wrong, but I think their desire was wrong. People today sometimes have, no, have lost the desire to help somebody who's wounded. Some of that can be traced to the society in which we live, but much of it is because people just do not care. And although this is not a major problem here at this church, this church is one of the most compassionate churches I've ever been around. And when people are hurting in this church, people rush to their aid, and it's a wonderful thing. Just cautioning you tonight, don't ever let the compassion go missing like these religious leaders did. Not only was their direction wrong and their desire was wrong, but I think their decision was wrong. They decided to get away as far as possible because they had their own lives to live. And like I said, many times we are so busy, wrapped up in ourselves, that we fail to help the wounded that God puts in our pathway. Just a word of caution tonight. Don't ever let the compassion go missing out of your life. 
When you see somebody hurting, help them out. Even if you're hurting yourself, even if you can't seem to get out of the ditch yourself, even if you seem to be going the same way and it seems you seem to be going down like, like this guy was, if you can, help people. Don't forget that's what Christ came to this world to do. And God is out there looking for the wounded and you and I need to be doing the same exact thing. A God who looks for the wounded. There's a story in the book of Matthew chapter 18 about a servant who could not forgive. The Bible says there was a certain king which would take account of his servants and one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant fell down and worshipped his king saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But look what happens. The same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him an hundred pence. Now we're talking about the difference between 10,000 talents and a hundred pence, which is the difference between like a million dollars and ten dollars. It's a huge difference, not even comparable. But the Bible says he went out and found somebody who owed him a hundred pence, and he laid hands on him, and he took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And the Bible says he would not, but he went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. A servant who was forgiven much would not forgive. Tonight, if I asked you if you could ever forgive somebody else as much as God has forgiven you, all of us would have to say, there's no way God's forgiven me of too much. And God, because God has forgiven us of so much, let us decide that we're never going to lose the compassion for others because God loves us so much. Don't ever let the compassion go missing out of your life as we see in this story. We see the man's condition. We see the missing compassion. Do you have compassion on those who are hurting? We cannot expect compassion if we're not willing to show compassion. But let me move on to the third point because that's the best one. We see this story. We see the man's condition. And so many people today are in the same condition. They're down. They're damaged. They're dying. Church members, outside of the church, everywhere you go, people are hurting. People are wounded. Tonight, there's some sitting in this room that are hurting and wounded. And you almost cannot even hear what I'm saying because the wound is so great. And we started talking about hurting. We started talking about being wounded and something came to your mind and it's occupied your mind the whole time. Wounded, hurting people. Not everybody's going to rush to your aid. But there is somebody who is out looking for the wounded. And we see thirdly, the marvelous care. Look in verse number 33. 
The Bible says, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. What a picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he went to him and he bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. The Samaritan, again a type of the Savior, came where he was and he went to him. Aren't you glad tonight for those times when the Savior comes to you whenever you need him the most? A God who looks for the wounded. A God who steps past all the religiosity and all the, 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 the formality of church. And a God who steps past all of that and says, I'll get out there in the ditch with those who are hurting and those who are wounded and I'll get out there and I will help them. I'm not serving a God who does not care tonight. I'm serving a God who is out looking for the wounded. Amen. Thank God for that. A God who's out looking for the wounded. Some things that this man provided for, this, uh, for the wounded man is a, is a type of what God has provided for us. First of all, he provided a touch. It says he bound up his wounds. This man walks over to a man who's bleeding, laying in the ditch on the side of the road, has been beaten, has been stripped, has been wounded, and he walks over and he, he touches him. He starts binding up his wounds. He takes some material off of the animal that he's riding, maybe, and he, or some, maybe he's got some material in those saddlebags, and he takes that, that material and he begins to bind up the man's wounds, begins to bandage where he's hurting. I'm glad for the blessed night when God touched my life. I'm glad that God continues to touch me. He touched me. He touched me. Oh, yes, he touched me. And all oh, the joy that floods my soul, something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me whole. The old story, I don't know if I can remember all of it or not, but the story that's told in song about the violin, it says it was battered and scarred, and the auctioneer felt it was hardly worth his while to waste much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. It sure isn't much, but it's all we've got left. I guess we ought to sell it too. Now, who'll start the bid on this old violin? Just one more and we'll be through. And then he called out one dollar, one dollar, who'll give me two, two dollars, who'll make it three? $3 twice, and that's a good price. Who's got a bid for me? Raise up your hands and don't wait any longer. The auction's about to end. I will say, or the, the story goes that a man comes up from the back of the room, takes that violin, tunes it up a little bit, and he takes the bow, and he begins to play. And plays out a melody, the song says, pure and sweet, sweet as the angels sing. And the music stopped. The auctioneer with a voice that was quiet and low said, now what am I bid for this old violin? And he held it up with the bow. The song comes in, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, now that's a good price. And somebody calls out and says, what made the difference minutes ago you were one, two, three dollars. Now it's one thousand, two thousand, three thousand. The auctioneer stops and he says with a smile, it was the touch of the master's hand. My life's not worth much except for the fact that one blessed night the Lord Jesus Christ touched my life and made something. And you can say the same thing. And you know what? I'm glad his touch does not end whenever we get saved. I'm glad whenever we're wounded in the Christian life, I'm glad we can still feel the touch of the Savior. 
coming by and binding up our wounds and helping us. Are you wounded tonight? There's a God who's here tonight and he's looking for you. And he wants you to know he's willing to touch you. Maybe nobody else is willing to. Maybe everybody else seems to have passed by. But there's a God who's out looking for the wounded. He provided a touch. Secondly, he provided treatment. The Bible says he poured in oil and wine. Oil in the Bible is a type of the Holy Spirit. The wine that he's talking about, they used it as antiseptic and different things, but it was a type of happiness. Happiness does not come unless the Holy Spirit is present. But when the Holy Spirit is present, he always brings happiness. And this man provides some treatment. And whenever you and I are wounded in the road of life, God walks by and he restores happiness where there was no happiness. And he gives us the power of the Spirit to go on. He provides treatment for us. He helps us out with our wounds. He's there to take care of us, to, take, to use the medicine of the Holy Spirit and bring happiness back to our lives. Not only did he provide a touch and he provided treatment, but he provided some transportation too. The Bible says that he put him on his own beast. Took him down the road to the end. The thought came to mind. God has the means to get you back to where you were. God has the means to transport you from the place where you are wounded to the place where you can get help. He provided a touch. He provided treatment. He provided transportation. Then he provided a treasury. Verse 35, the Bible says, And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. You know what he was saying? I will pick up the tab for any future needs as well. And you know what God's saying to us tonight? It doesn't matter what you need tomorrow, what you need next week, what you need next month, what you need next year. I'll pick up the tab for all of your future needs. And every time you're wounded, I'll be there to help you and provide a touch and provide treatment and provide transportation. And I'll provide a treasury. I'll give you everything you need the rest of your life. It doesn't matter how many times you get wounded. It doesn't matter how many times you get hurt. It does not matter how many times somebody offends you. 